This is Plant-Based Briefing, The Philosophy of Animal Rights, Part 2, by Tom Reagan at all-creatures.org. And I'm Marian Erickson, and this is the Curated Content Plant-Based Podcast, where I narrate articles on healthy, compassionate, and sustainable living with permission in about 10 minutes or less every weekday. Today's article is longer than that, so I've read Part 1 yesterday, and I'm reading Part 2 today. So jump back and listen to yesterday's first if you haven't already, and then come back here for Part 2. And now let's get to today's plant-based briefing. The Philosophy of Animal Rights, Part 2 by Tom Reagan at all-creatures.org. Number four, where do you draw the line? If primates and rodents have rights, then so do slugs and amoebas, which is absurd. Reply, it is often not easy to know exactly where to draw the line. For example, we cannot say exactly how old someone must be to be old or how tall someone must be to be tall. However, we can say with certainty that someone who is 88 is old and that another person who is 7 foot 1 is tall. Similarly, we cannot say exactly where to draw the line when it comes to those animals who have a psychology. But we can say with absolute certainty that wherever one draws the line on scientific grounds, primates and rodents are on one side of it, the psychological side, whereas slugs and amoebas are on the other, which does not mean that we may destroy them unthinkingly. Quote, in the relations of humans with the animals, with the flowers, with all the objects of creation, there is a whole great ethic scarcely seen as yet. Unquote. Victor Hugo. Number five. But surely there are some animals who can experience pain but lack a unified psychological identity. Since these animals do not have a right to be treated with respect, the philosophy of animal rights implies that we can treat them in any way we choose. Reply, it is true that some animals, like shrimp and clams, may be capable of experiencing pain, yet lack most other psychological capacities. If this is true, then they will lack some of the rights that other animals possess. However, there can be no moral justification for causing anyone pain if it is unnecessary to do so. And since it is not necessary that humans eat shrimp, clams, and similar animals, or utilize them in other ways, there can be no moral justification for causing them the pain that invariably accompanies such use. Quote, the question is not can they reason, nor can they talk, but can they suffer, unquote. Jeremy Bentham. Number six, animals don't respect our rights, therefore humans have no obligation to respect their rights either. Reply, there are many situations in which an individual who has rights is unable to respect the rights of others. This is true of infants, young children, and mentally enfeebled and deranged human beings. In their case, we do not say that it is perfectly all right to treat them disrespectfully because they do not honor our rights. On the contrary, we recognize that we have a duty to treat them with respect, even though they have no duty to treat us in the same way. What is true of cases involving infants, children, and the other human beings mentioned is no less true of cases involving other animals. Granted, these animals do not have a duty to respect our rights, but this does not erase or diminish our obligation to respect theirs. Quote, The time will come when people such as I will look upon the murder of other animals as they now look upon the murder of human beings. Unquote. Leonardo da Vinci. Number seven. God gave humans dominion over other animals. This is why we can do anything to them that we wish, including eat them. Reply, not all religions represent humans as having quote-unquote dominion over other animals, and even among those that do, the notion of dominion should be understood as unselfish guardianship, not selfish power. Humans are to be as loving toward all of creation as God was in creating it. If we loved the animals today in the way humans loved them in the Garden of Eden, we would not eat them. 
those who respect the rights of animals are embarked on a journey back to Eden, a journey back to a proper love for God's creation. Quote, and God said, Behold, I have given you every herb bearing seed, which is upon the face of all the earth, and every tree in which is the fruit of a tree yielding seed. To you it shall be for meat. Unquote. Genesis 1.29 Number 8. Only humans have immortal souls. This gives us the right to treat the other animals as we wish. Reply, many religions teach that all animals, not just humans, have immortal souls. However, even if only humans are immortal, this would only prove that we live forever, whereas other animals do not. And this fact, if it is a fact, would increase, not decrease, our obligation to ensure that this, the only life other animals have, be as long and as good as possible. Quote, there is no religion without love, and people may talk as much as they like about their religion, but if it does not teach them to be good and kind to other animals as well as humans, it is all a sham, unquote. Anna Sewell. Number 9. If we respect the rights of animals and do not eat or exploit them in other ways, then what are we supposed to do with all of them? In a very short time, they will be running through our streets and homes. Reply. Somewhere between 9 to 10 billion animals are raised and slaughtered for food every year, just in the United States. The reason for this astonishingly high number is simple. There are consumers who eat very large amounts of animal flesh. The supply of animals meets the demand of buyers. When the philosophy of animal rights triumphs, however, and people become vegans, we do not fear that there will be billions of cows and pigs grazing in the middle of our cities or in our living rooms. Once the financial incentive for raising billions of these animals evaporates, there simply will not be billions of these animals. And the same reasoning applies in other cases, in the case of animals bred for research, for example. When the philosophy of animal rights prevails, and this use of these animals ceases, then the financial incentive for breeding millions of them will cease too. Quote, the worst sin toward our fellow creatures is not to hate them, but to be indifferent to them. That is the essence of inhumanity, unquote. George Bernard Shaw. And number 10, even if other animals do have moral rights and should be protected, there are more important things that need our attention. World hunger and child abuse, for example, apartheid, drugs, violence to women, and the plight of the homeless. After we take care of these problems, then we can worry about animals' rights. Reply, the animal rights movement stands as part of, not apart from, the human rights movement. The same philosophy that insists upon and defends the rights of non-human animals also insists upon and defends the rights of human beings. At a practical level, moreover, the choice thoughtful people face is not between helping humans or helping other animals. One can do both. People do not need to eat animals in order to help the homeless, for example, any more than they need to use cosmetics that have been tested on animals in order to help children. In fact, people who do respect the rights of non-human animals by not eating them will be healthier, in which case they actually will be able to help human beings even more. Quote, I am in favor of animal rights as well as human rights. That is the way of a whole human being, unquote. Abraham Lincoln. You just listened to The Philosophy of Animal Rights, Part 2, by Tom Reagan at all-creatures.org. And I'm your host, Marian Erickson. And just a reminder of what I mentioned at the beginning of Part 1 yesterday is that this article was written in 2008, so some of the science has changed. For example, it's now known that, in fact, shrimp are sentient. Doesn't affect his argument in any way, but I just wanted to make sure people knew that fact. For another episode similar to this one, check out number 601, Speciesism, The Original Discrimination, featuring Gary Yarofsky. And please share this episode with anyone who might benefit, and thanks for listening.